Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, welcome back to No Straight Answers. You are... Back once again with the Genegade Master. I don't know why that gives me so much joy, but it does. So, welcome back to No Straight Answers, which is the LGBT plus podcast where I speak to members of the community, find out what they're interested in, what's up with them, <laughs> what's up with them, like a doctor. Uh, today's incredible guest is the quite wonderful Plackabee. And I'm very angry at how beautiful and glamorous you look. I always feel underdressed for these. Hello, Flackerby. Jen. Hi. Once again with the ill behaviour. Back once how again with you? the ill behaviour. Hi, how are you? How are you doing? I'm good. It is a bit hot in here, though. Okay. So I'm a bit worried that the makeup is just going to sweat right off my face. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. I mean, for the, for the benefit of our audio listeners, I do want to highlight the cat ear headphones. Well, actually, they're a bit gothy. The cat ear headphones. <gasps> these are just cat ears and headphones. Cat ears and a headphones. They're quite. Because they're I can't quite get them to gothy. connect to this computer. I love them. Yes, they're like lacy. Yeah, they're super pretty. And what's the um, straps? So these are from my um, my own creation, <gasps> uh, where it's sort of like culottes, but with like overall straps. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. It's not a garment that should exist. Let's see if I can okay. show a little bit of it. <gasps> Plaques. That's beautiful. And look at the pockets. pockets. Anything with massive pockets, I'm absolutely down for. I mean, it had to have pockets. Like, it's illegal <laughs> to make your own clothes and not put pockets in them. 100%. Like, why would you do that to no. yourself? We don't usually get them. Yeah, put po- pockets in everything, I reckon. Yeah, put, po- put in pockets in everything is actually self-care. So, Pluckaby, before we completely derail ourselves down into the joys of making your own clothes, would you like to tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Uh, Sure. Hi, I'm Pluckaby. You can call me Plucks also. Um, Just figured out I have ADHD, so I'm a bit all over the place. I'm not quite sure what to say about myself at the minute. ADHD Uh, gang. (laughs) I know, ADHD gang. It's just like, it's just changed everything, hasn't it? We're all Uh, in tonight, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Artie. I sometimes turn up on Snorbuckle's stream, who is my partner, uh, and I've been sewing recently. That's my latest hobby. Uh, it was makeup, 
Mm-hmm. And then it sort of moves on to sewing. I don't know what will be next. That's me. such an ADHD thing, isn't it? It's just like one hobby to another hobby it's to another hobby. It's a rotating like circle of hobbies all yeah. the way down. They come back though, some of them. Like I keep picking yeah. up the ukulele, so it's not. It wasn't a total waste. I've got four of them. <laughs> some of them do come back, but some of them you're like, I need to get. I need to give away this rock tumbler now. Um, there's a very important question. Early doors from chat for you from Joel yes. Rond. What beer are you <gasps> drinking? Uh, so this is uh, a verdant fruit car site exhibition. Oh, okay. It is a double IPA. I got a bunch of beer from my work when I was off sick for a bit, and I yeah. haven't been able to drink them because I was sick. Because you were sick. <laughs> <laughs> but now I have begun. That's fair enough, I'm, I'm I reckon. making a dent. Love that. Um, okay, let's head on then with... I, would t- I want to talk to you because I think... Uh, for those that don't know, I've recently been going by she, they pronouns because I don't feel entirely cis, but I also feel a little bit imposter syndrome about being on binary. So I'm kind of still tossing that up a little bit. So do you want to talk a little bit about gender roles? Because you, uh, before I see, I've done the ADHD thing there. I've tried to ask you a question before I finish my point. <laughs> um, like I wanted to say that you were really, really helpful and instrumental in me helping like make sense of it a bit in my own brain. So that's why yeah. I want to talk to you specifically about gender roles. Yes. So what did we what did we come up with? What did we say? A non-gendered, non-gendered woman. woman is the phrase sounds you gave like me. The most, yeah, it sounds like the closest thing that I've got. Because it feels like I can easily identify as a woman or I'm okay with being seen as a woman. And also I don't think I can actually escape being seen as a woman. Okay. But I don't really fit the gender role that mm. I feel is attached to womaniness. Yeah. Like if other people were to call me a woman, then also like make assumptions like about that, I'd be like, oh no, I don't. Mm. But but I am a woman. It's it's, com- it's complicated. It's complicated, yeah. isn't it? Where where do you go with it? Because I think I find gender just in general quite uncomfortable. Like I don't really like mm. it. Um what I would prefer to see is more of like roles that traditionally have gender just to remove the gender from them. Okay. And it just be an identity thing. I think it was just an identity thing. And it's how I viewed myself. I wouldn't use the word woman. But okay. I don't think you can I don't I don't feel like I personally can get away with how I'm seen. Yeah. I do wonder if it's more of like a if there's like an age gap thing there. Because it's just become so much more common and it's been a lot easier to sort of find lgbt community like when you're younger now yeah whereas before i growing up for me like I, oh we didn't god have yeah. The inter- we didn't yeah. have the internet we didn't no. have any way to connect with anyone that was having any conversations about gender at all you know didn't have any way to sort of manage those feelings so you just sort of grow up go i'm a woman i guess mm. I've, i'm inescapably a woman and then you accept that and then later on it's like i don't have to be a yeah i already am though i've spent a lot of time here and it's sort of really hard to shed that previous part of you and accept the new one at the same time so that's sort of where i think where non-gendered woman fits it's sort of like i did woman for all that time fine (laughs) i'm okay with it ish i'm a bitter woman now no not not a full woman (laughs) because i'm with you i think not quite a woman not yet a non-binary not not yet a woman (laughs) As Britney Spears once said, um, <laughs> I just like I think I'm with you in the certainly when we were kids, kids were assholes. It was just you know shouting out slurs and calling people gay and lesbian across the playground or what that kind of stuff. So you were never really embraced in any sort of queerness of any sort of type. Really, I mean the idea of being non-binary in the eighties, Jesus Christ, is people like kids would have been the worst because they were they were bad if you were like just not straight and cis um oh god yeah or even if you just appeared not even if you appeared so if you just did anything that might have been different yeah like if you wore the wrong color people would rip the shit or in my case you were wearing last season's shoes that's what our school was like and that's it now you're a lesbian. We're not wearing <laughs> kickers that- anymore, you lesbian. It's like, well, I can't afford new shoes every bloody season. What the hell's wrong with you? I also wore kickers. I <laughs> <laughs> that's just what the queer kids were wearing back then when we yeah. were wearing kickers. Yeah. Please. Also, Aunt, caterpillar Aunt boots. Did you ever have those? 
because I couldn't afford oh. them. My parents couldn't afford. No, I don't think I had caterpillar boots. When I grew up, I started wearing Timberlands, so there was that. But before that, okay. it was just all the way. I just love a chunky shoe. I love a chunky shoe. A big fan shoe. of a chunky shoe. Think of all the people you could just, like kick. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can kick down the patriarchy with a chunky shoe. Like, <gasps> that's what you need them for. I'd love to take down the patriarchy with a caterpillar boot. I won't lie to you. Oh god, yeah, just crush it right down. Mm. But I think I feel the same as you in that, like when we were kids, I don't think there was a very comforting, <laughs> shall we say, atmosphere. So for the whole of my life, it's been like woman, woman, woman. And then like literally in the last year, it's kind of been like, actually, all the stuff that you keep saying is a woman I don't identify with. I think I wonder if how much of it has come from all the sort of turfs going, well, this is what a woman is and everything they say, this is what a woman is. I'm just like. I don't identify with any of that. No, it's, it's really, I don't know. The gender space is so confusing even now, I think, at the minute. I don't identify with any of that either. Mm. But I still, I still take the label woman, but I don't identify with any of the things attached to yeah. it whatsoever. Just none of them. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I think it's a work in progress. I think it's always going to be a work in progress. I wonder how much of it is because it's so... Um, there's so much of like woman seems like a really like attached term. So it's like if you're a woman, you're going to marry a man and you're going to have babies and you're going to look after the house and you're going to be a cook. And and it's like I never, ever wanted that. Like even when I was married, I never wanted that kind of like cis het happy ever after because I hated it. Like I never liked being called Mrs. at all. So many like companies would send me letters. I would go, I've changed my surname. Please continue to call me Ms. And then they'd come back and go, Mrs. It's like, no, no, no. I didn't ask you to do that. I don't like it. Or well, the thought of being called Mrs. actually just makes me, does make yeah. me a little bit uncomfortable. Just, there's, I think it's because that's extra womany, you know? Like, I Maybe. think if I came with like, the, the level of woman that I'm at, which yeah. is like Miss or Ms., that's fine. Is it fine? It's, it's is it fine? fine. I just, I just said it out loud and I was like, mm, actually, I don't like yeah. that. But then Mrs. is just like, oh, that's, that's, a, that's, oh, that's an extra bit that I'm just like, I don't, I don't really want that, actually. Thank you. Isn't it weird that when you're sort of verbalizing it, something in your brain goes, oh, maybe I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's why it's really important to have like community to talk out loud about it. Because mm. even when you're like typing it down, I don't think it has the same effect as like hearing the words come out of your mouth and you go like, miss, and you're like, ah, oh, actually, I don't like mm. that now. <laughs> that's actually a bit gross maybe i'm less of a woman than i thought <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting that it's so like heavily focused on something i think because it's like the more they talk about being a woman and what being a woman means it's like i don't think that's me i think i have a problem in jet like with labels in general like to be a bit contrarian and like oh i should be label anything but like i, th I think that's i just want to be myself whatever that is mm -hmm. So I'd like to pick and choose which bits of the roles that I want. And then that's, you know, plucks. <laughs> and then that's it. That's all I want to be. And that's like, I don't really all anyone be... should give a shit about, isn't it? Surely. Yeah, I don't really want to be put anywhere. Yeah. I think I've always been drawn more towards umbrella terms in that way. So like, in terms of like defining your sexuality, like I would... Um, fluctuate between like pan and bi mm -hmm. like in my head queer is the thing i much prefer because it's an umbrella term mm. that i think encompasses everything that i want to feel about myself but i don't have to pin it down specifically and oh. i always find that a bit more comfortable and non-binary as a term doesn't feel like that to me it doesn't feel like an umbrella term to me okay so i find that uncomfortable as well but I, I don't know what an umbrella term would be for how gender how queer about maybe? My own gender. Maybe. Maybe gender queer or gender fluid or like yeah. gender no, gender nah, actually. I think may maybe gender fluid for me, just on the basis that sometimes I feel quite masculine and then sometimes I do feel a bit feminine and it's like, oh this is quite nice, it's fine. But not always. I think that's quite a nice term. Like if, if you if you do feel like that, but I think I'm more of a of a null gender. Mm. A non gendered like woman. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's where I've currently landed. 
Um, I just want to quickly pick up on something that's happening in chat because I think this is really interesting discussion. They're basically talking about, let's start with, Mr. Srub says, I'd really like it if we had a prefix or whatever that's similar to Ms. for mask presenting. Ironically, I have Mr. in my username, but it's a Simpsons reference. And then we had Petricor Love. Can we have a gender neutral address as I can't stand Miss, Ms. or Mrs. They're all about states of marriage. So the thing I wanted to pick up on that is there is an MX. There is. Which I believe is pronounced mix, isn't it? Please correct me if I'm wrong in the chat because I'm sure some people go by mix. Because there's someone I I used to work with that did actually go by the mix pronoun. Oh, there we are. Dom says, I use mix and yes, it's mix. Awesome. So like, I mean, there is that option. There is that option. It feels There's like also, too big a step for me, though, I think. Because I already feel a little <laughs> bit imposter syndrome about the non-binary stuff. So it's like, if I go down the mix route, I'm just taking up a space. Are you, though? Maybe no. that's just what you are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do get that as well. I think, like, being, being like, I'm going to call myself a queer person. I'm really sorry for people that don't like that as an umbrella mm-hmm. term. But it's my most comfortable one. And the only other one is like gay and that feels actually appropriative. So I don't like to use that anyway. Mm-hmm. Like as a queer person, it doesn't look or like present visibly queer, like in terms of my relationship. Mm-hmm. I also find, I also feel that like I'm taking up a space. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't really go to sort of meetups unless they were very specifically, they very specifically said like bi people are allowed really yeah i think so because i do feel like i'm taking up a space you know like i don't feel like i'm like properly gay and belong there i I always say that i don't know i don't feel like a proper gay (laughs) or real one (laughs) sorry caught me out i'll leave i'm (laughs) a plastic gay Oh yeah, like the colourful outfits or whatever. No, it's it's all a front, <laughs> not a real game. <laughs> all that rainbow shit I bought. It's like I'm a fraud. Absolute fraud. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do find that quite difficult, and I think it's difficult even to fill up online spaces like mm-hmm. that. And I don't know why, because there's no limit to those. Uh, but I still feel that way. Do you get that, Jen? Hundred percent. I mean, mm-hmm. I will pick up on what you said about queer. I think it's important to remember with the word queer that, yes, there are certainly specifically, not specifically, uh, quite commonly older LGBT plus people don't like that word for obvious reasons. It's got a history and what have you. I think when I was starting to come out, I found it really, really useful as a term because it was an umbrella term. It was just like, all I know is I'm not straight. That's the only thing I've nailed down at this point. So for me, that term was really useful. And I think it's like everything else. It's like if that person doesn't like the word queer, then absolutely don't use that term around them. But if you identify as queer, I also think there's no problem in that because it has been reclaimed to a degree. Hmm. But then also at the same time, as an imposter queer. As an imposter queer. Am I allowed to use a slur? Of course you're allowed to use the word queer. Yes. When I'm not a proper gay. Oh my God. (gasps) Right, okay. Let's let's nail this down, right? Okay. Okay. (laughs) So here's the thing. We're deciding it now. Doing this podcast has taught me one thing. It is that every single one of us thinks that we're an imposter. All of us, particularly the people that aren't necessarily just gay or a lesbian, people in that sort of middle-ish ground. So you've got bi people, pan people, fluid people. Any of those people feel like, and I include myself in this completely, we all feel just so like we're not real gays. Like in my case, I've got an almost extensive background of dating men. So I go on dating apps and basically go, like, I exclusively want to date women now. However, I have to explain to them that, oh, actually, I did date a lot of men while I was figuring shit out. Sorry. I've got 30 years of it. So I feel like a fake. But I think it's just so, it's probably, we're probably actually the majority, if you think about it. The majority probably sits in that sort of, like, middle space somewhere. Mm. And I think that's actually probably such a shame that, like, so many of us are feeling that way. Mm. That's sad. It's incredible, honestly. Almost every single person I speak to is just like, well, I don't really feel properly gay. And it's this, it's a huge imposter syndrome problem. And I, I don't think I realised how severe it was until I started talking mm-hmm. extensively to other queer people via the medium of this podcast. We all feel yeah. the same way. 
I think especially when you're younger as well and you might have like never even you know had a queer experience or whatever mm. like, then you feel even more of an imposter then it's just like I'm not going to be a proper gay until I kiss yeah. a girl yeah. and you feel that for years and years and years and it's like such a weird position to be in because it's like you don't want to you don't want to be doing that for that reason no definitely like not a nice thing to be doing yeah but then also you do have this sort of feeling where you're like like I wish I could do it so I could feel more proper in my identity mm. but you could just do it anyway that's what we should be trying to do yeah like you don't you don't want to obviously use people that very yes. much you don't want to do because I get what you're saying there but it's I think it's the one thing that actually breaks my heart is that I was in and I couldn't have done anything about it because I was in an environment where it wouldn't have been welcomed but the fact that I never had a queer youth absolutely breaks my heart if i'd known properly because i like with hindsight i absolutely knew and i buried it so far down but if i'd known early enough like in my teens and i could have dated girls and all this kind of stuff it's really sad to me that that never happened yeah a lot of queer people do go through like a second adolescence basically Mm. to just go do that (laughs) go like (laughs) have young fun queer like experiences a queer gap year that's what i'm petitioning for (laughs) Can we all have a queer gap here? <laughs> we need to go back. They should like just create a high school <laughs> for like people that didn't didn't get to do it. You know, you know, like like on TV, everyone on like on TV in high school or in their thirties anyway. Mm. We could just like film a sitcom, but it's just queer high. <laughs> queer yeah. high. I love that. Or <laughs> you just go like just just have them just go a gear in queer high. Mm. So the drama how do you feel then because obviously it's a real thing at the moment where all the turfs are going oh we're defending the rights of women and and they're not so like how do you how does you feel then in that case like how does that affect you it's i think it's actually a really difficult and, inco- and a confusing space because i think if you're someone where your first sort of experience of rejecting gender is just to reject it mm. I think you can really easily get sucked in by like the kind of rhetoric that that they are talking about and that's really dangerous until later on you realize the only reason that they're doing the rhetoric is so that they can be transphobic like they don't they're not actually for feminism they just want to be transphobic and they'll Mm. spell anything to do that and I think it's it's really dangerous and I think it's really difficult and I think the answer just really is you know there's no one answer as to what a woman is and if you yeah. know if someone else wants to like does want to claim that label and does want to claim gender it's valid and if i don't want to claim gender and i want to put like for me i put gender in the bin i can respect someone else's <laughs> that's also valid and i think a lot of people don't can't think like those two ideas can't coexist so they like they yeah like you, you keep and seeing like, them go oh they're taking the word woman away from us it's like yeah. no they're not if you want to call yourself a woman call yourself a woman yeah i just i just think the whole thing needs just reworking entirely <laughs> i just don't think you know <laughs> we're not radically there yet like we're taking the baby steps mm-hmm. and like these are the steps that we need to take like i think there will be like radical future where we can all feel comfortable and what our what our identities are and what the what the roles are and we'll have words for all of these things but like right now it just doesn't feel like we're quite there yet yeah that's how i feel about it yeah but turfs can get shot into the sun (laughs) (laughs) if i I could cheer that i would Yeah, I just, I think it's interesting that obviously, because it's not like non-binary people or trans people are new. They've been around for decades. It's just we've got different wording for it. And all of a sudden they're freaking out. I think think it is because it's so accessible on the internet now as well. So it's a really good thing for people trying to find their communities and they have, they're like having access to these conversations now that have been happening for decades. But you, as a kid, without the internet, like, living in a space and, like, no one's listening to you and you don't have, like, any role models, any elders, anything like that, you didn't have you didn't have access to those conversations and those communities because they were, you know, not accessible to you. Now mm-hmm. that they're accessible to everybody and, you know, people are getting that benefit and, like, learning about themselves earlier, 
but also other people are seeing it and go oh I never saw this therefore it never existed <laughs> and it's all brand new and like every then they're fucking terrified of it um I think I think sort of that's where it's coming from people just like don't realize that it mm-hmm. has always been there but you know we haven't had the community and the range for people to access it and also like grow it as well and like change it and define it for themselves yeah and you know this other group is trying to come in and define it for them and it's like you where have you like where have you come from <laughs> like you weren't there the decades ago when we started talking about mm-hmm. it and you think you can come in and define it now like maybe have a listen I think I find the thing the funniest to me is Eddie Izzard because she spent three decades preparing you for her transformation. <laughs> and it was like, how, is, how has this happened? Like, you were fine with Eddie in the 80s. She was still dressing pretty much like she is now, yeah. but she's just said, you know, my pronouns are she, her. That's, that's it. That's the only change. She's the yeah, same person. Lost their minds about it. Yeah difficult yeah um i just want to remind <laughs> based on what sam has put in the chat because <laughs> i forgot about farts uh they're not turfs anymore they're farts which i can't remember oh, yeah. what, what is it feminism appropriating radical transphobe i believe is that is that, that a fart <laughs> that's excellent it's something mj play games uh <laughs> brought up <laughs> in her podcast I love it. But the only thing I will say about TERFs is they don't like that word. So it's also it's not also a terrible thing to say to them because they hate it. I've always found that weird, though, right? Because didn't they come up with it? Wasn't that their descriptor? I think so. And then all of a sudden, it's a slur. It's well. it like, how is it a slur? I don't know. I don't know. It's just... Oh. I do I do worry about people that might get sucked in, though. I, I think there are a lot of people that are, like grew up as women and don't really want to identify as it don't don't understand like how where to go from there and can end up eating that up i think there are a lot of people that sort of live in that space so please look after your friends yeah other than non-binary is okay <laughs> I, th- I think it's something that's cropped up before in that i think it is easy for people to fall into that kind of radicalization thing yeah. now and once you do because they operate like a cult you yeah. just get brainwashed and then then you're fucked yeah, I mean, and and look at bloody Graham Linehan, like, that's a man. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Still, oh. It blows my mind in that, like, literally a couple of years before he fell off into this transphobic cliff, the stuff he was doing was great. It was like he was really, like, fighting for women, like, properly, as in, like, him and his wife were fighting for the abortion laws in Ireland, and it was really, like, sharing their stories and all this kind of stuff. And then you could just see this like slow descent into liking some dodgy posts, to retweeting some dodgy posts, uh, to un- transphobe, tran- trans people, terrible. <laughs> some of it was there though. Like if you go back and look at his shows, like any de- depiction of a trans woman in his shows were pretty bad. Yeah. Like really bad. Mm-hmm. Like these things often don't come out of nowhere. I think JK Rowling, very similar. Like if you go back yeah. and look in the text, that she was writing you know she had very you know strict ideas about gender in those books that you know follow on Mm -hmm. to what she's saying now like it was all there it it doesn't come out of nowhere you gotta pay attention to those red flags yeah it's interesting that we didn't really notice i think because someone did a like a debrief of jk rowling stuff fairly recently about all the sort of weird shit that's in there that was a little bit of a hint to how she mm-hmm. feels now. I can't remember any of it because obviously I can't. But like I certainly, from my perspective, the way that it all had to end up in the end where it was like all the boys married the girls and they all had families and everybody had a baby. And it was like, yes. that's very, very typical gender roles that you've imposed on what were children when they started. Yeah, like the whole, there's so much like really patriarchal normative stuff in there mm. that is just in there and i think you don't you don't know it's like well we were kids but we read yeah, it but absolutely let's be fair mm. idiot uh but <laughs> if it's something that's not coming up against your point of view and your values i think it's just really easy to just mm. not notice it you know and i think when i was reading it i didn't notice the gender stuff but when i was reading it i did notice you know not so great race stuff in there like oh, i did yeah. see that yeah but my friends couldn't see it mm. because 
that it didn't affect them. So yeah. I imagine trans kids growing up reading those books probably did see some of it mm. and probably were talking about it and maybe we didn't listen. Yeah, it's quite possible. Um, it's interesting, Dom has put something in chat where they say, given Rowling's views, reread how Rita Skeeter is described and you can tell that Rita is Rowling's view of a trans woman. That's Yeah, I can, yeah. Isn't can that, that awful? It is. It is really bad. I think like the the thing that got me about it, the thing that I always questioned actually, even even when I, when I was a kid, there was a a spell that if the boys try to go up to the girls' dorms, like the stairs would just like turn into a slide oh, and they'd have to slide God, back down. There and it's was. like, well, how does the magic know? How would it know? Oh my God! <laughs> and it's there like was. it's just like just that just that one bit, like just you know, kills any kind of like nuance you could have about gender in the school like you probably had to oh, if, you, there, if there were trans kids like in hogwarts they were hiding it 100%. yeah well yeah well they were in the closet because according to rowling <laughs> they weren't allowed to go anywhere near well they would have been like they would just been sex segregated wouldn't they absolutely that's exactly like, what than, she's like, hoping for i think yeah it's, sex yeah. segregated hogwarts this is the worst day of my life <laughs> oh god anyway terrible just terrible like i think what sorry i'm going on a little bit too much about no please please do because it irritates the fuck out of me i think one thing that one reason i think that we connected with the books is actually because there were so many holes in it that Mm. you could fill in your own story and fill in your own narrative and fill in your own ideas Mm -hmm. about the gaps that were there I think it was really easy to read your own world in them. And I think that's why they did so well. And then the longer it's gone on, the more she has tried to write in those gaps for us. And it's like, no, you've written those in badly now. <laughs> why did you do that? That's awful. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. yeah and I that, think that's she, it. Because she, she's retconned so much stuff yeah. now. It's... And she shouldn't have done it. You know, she should, like you realize when you create a work and people are going to fill in those gaps you have to let them do that that's mm. fine like headcanon is perfectly fine and it's actually a good thing to do especially when you know there aren't stories that you want to read you can fill in those gaps and then you can have them and they're your stories and i think that's actually really good death of the author isn't it yeah do absolutely. you think that because i feel like this is where glinda started to go off the rails a bit do you think because she got criticised, because she tried to go, oh, well, actually, Dumbledore's gay, even though I never mentioned it once and gave you no hints that he was, but he was definitely gay. Do you reckon because she got criticised for that, that's when she started going off a cliff? Because that's kind of how Glenna got started. They were like, yeah, that depiction of a trans woman in your show wasn't great. And he was like, well, I'll show you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It was like, look at me. I'm, I'm a woke you know, white hero saviour and I put a gay person in my books. And then when she got she got criticized for that and that fucking hurt her ego yeah. and she went mental. <laughs> I, I bet it. I bet all the farts were like crowding around her going, It's it's all right, Joanne, you come to us, we'll look yeah. after you. It's all yeah, the it's, trans it's, people that are bad. <laughs> yeah. It's a real problem that like some people just really want cookies for doing like the right thing or like having the representation, even if it's not authentic. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you can put it in there, but like don't you shouldn't feel entitled to praise because you did. That's not how it works. <laughs> that representation just needs to be there. And yeah. what we're gonna do, we may rescind criticism. He just needed a boyfriend, Joanne. That's all that needed to happen, mate. That was it. I mean, there is, again, because I think she put gaps in there, there is a way to read Dumbledore Mm. as gay in the books. I think it's in there. Like, I've I've reread the books quite a lot of times and, like, listened to a lot of podcasts about it where, like, we just sort of, like, get into the text and what was there. It's it's totally there. Like, he's really flamboyant. (laughs) Clearly, he was having, like, a fling with, like, Grindelwald or whatever. Like, Mm. you can read that in there because the gaps are there mm. and so she just went you know what i'll just i'll just solidify that gap yeah. but like, she probably heard someone else say it she absolutely i what i reckon she was just like on forums yeah. looking at what other people were saying looking at the stories other people were making and the mm-hmm. gaps that she left and then claimed them for herself and then she wanted cookies for almost her. guaranteed that's what happened 
Um, There's no way she came up with it. Otherwise, it would be there. There's a comment that I did want to bring up, which I will in a minute, but (laughs) Manikai said something that made me laugh so hard. POV, you are JK Rowling demanding your representation trophy. (laughs) Like, why haven't they sent it yet? (laughs) That got me, Manikai, that got me. Um, Yeah, so the comment... Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, right, yeah, so from Dom... Dom says, she said Dumbledore's brother was likely into bestiality before she said Dumbledore himself was gay. So do you remember? What? All the, like, cause it, it's been talked about, again, by Manakai, the dubious goat charms. That was in the book. She's disgusting. Because there was hints like, as well, wasn't she, it? How could she put both of those things, like, in the same space? Like, that just goes to show what she thinks about it. Like, it's just so othering. Ugh. It was all there. It was all it there was, the whole time. It was time. all there. If, if oh, it's it's grim. It's I I hate every every part of it because there was, was literally they used to make comments about it, didn't they? In, indeed, Rita Skeeter was like, oh well, we hear that uh, Dumbledore's brother did 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 had a had a incident with a goat, and it's like, why is that in a kid's book, J.K.? I don't know. There was some, there's some fucked up stuff. I could go on. I could go on for so long about how I feel about Harry Potter. I won't. I'll start. Well, no, no, no. Gen- <laughs> genuinely, because obviously, obviously, meant something to you when you were a kid, and it meant something to me when I was a kid. And it's breaking my heart now because my nephews are massively into it, and I can't share the excitement about it because it's been utterly tainted for me. So, has it been tainted mm. for you? Yes, I think it has. I don't think I'll read them again, but I think I can. I can accept, you know, what I got from them at the time, mm. and that's a good thing and that's fine but I think it's really important it's really important when some like when you look at media that you consumed as a child and it and you know it comes out that actually there was a lot of problematic stuff in there I think it's actually really important that you go back and read it with that lens to realize what you have internalized from that because you will have internalized some of it and I think it's just so important not to just go ah it's shit don't look at it anymore you actually have to go in (laughs) And yeah. critically look at it and realize what you took out of it, you know, and then you can start chal- challenging those views. There's another, um, just get off Harry Potter for a second, <laughs> um, like a TV show that I think a lot of like gay or like queer girls like grew up with that is so massively problematic that you need to rewatch, which is The L Word. Did you ever watch The L Word, Jen? I did watch The L Word. The L Word was transphobic as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to go back. And like watch that show and like li- like listen to criticism of it to try and like purge that transphobic like transphobic shit from my brain. Okay, because some of it I did internalize. Like at the time, like I really struggled with learning about trans people because I had these ideas in my head. I didn't know where they'd come from. But then going back and like looking at that media that really like formed my opinions, I was like, oh, it just came from here. Wow. It just came from this one transphobic person that made media that I attached myself to. They made like, they made a woman of color like say transphobic shit in that show. Mm-hmm. One of the only ones that was in there, mm-hmm. and that kind of that affected me. That that really did. Like I'll admit it, and I had to unlearn that. And I think it's really important that you go in to problematic media that you consumed and unlearn those lessons, <laughs> and then so, you can see it later. I think for me, the L word. I was quite lucky in that I only really looked at it when I started realizing that I was queer so I looked I, I came to it at a point where I already so fully supported trans people and wasn't a dick and believed in human rights so like I could see the transphobic stuff and be like oh that's not okay to say yes so gross so however gross. awful one thing that did affect me when I was a kid is uh, Sugar Rush did you ever see Sugar Rush so yes. fucking Julie Birchill that also very much affected me yeah Jesus. like I haven't gone back to watch it yet so I don't know if there's any transphobic shit in it but the fact that the writer of that like a show that was like the only representation I had when I was a kid has turned out to be this hateful terrible human it's like oh no I didn't know that oh, oh did you not I didn't know I'm sh- have, have I made that up I thought it was isn't it Julie Birchill I don't know I don't I just probably I just didn't know uh, I believe you <laughs> If I'm sure it is. Oh, no, I'm going to have to go back and check Sugar but that, Rush That's now. what I mean. I feel like I need to go back and check Sugar Rush. Yeah. It is, it's, it's important. I think it's important to do. Like, because you can take, you can take good lessons, but you can also take bad lessons. Mm. So it's important to just like keep your good lessons and throw those bad lessons away. 
and then that's it then you're done with it and then you can move on to new new stuff written by trans writers and queer people exactly. and well sugar sugar yeah. was written by a queer person but they just turned out to be a terrible queer person i mean yeah no one's gonna be perfect are they so <laughs> as long as you have well i'm not i'm not asking them to be perfect plex i'm asking them no, to not be transphobic no. that's all i'm asking <laughs> Every piece of media you're going to consume is going to have something problematic in it. And some of it is definitely like, absolutely not no. Yeah. But some of it's just going to be like small. But like either way, you have to critically look at the, the media that you're consuming. Mm. And it's go- not going to be like piece of media that you consume. And if you think you've done that, you need to be really careful because then you've probably internalized something and not noticed. I will say this about Sugar Rush is who's the girl that was in it? Because I was slightly in love with her, with respect. The mixed race girl. Yeah. I think a lot of people were, and I think uh, I benefited from that during my time. Lenora Critchlow. Not going to lie. Oh, it's all right. It looks like the TV show. It says created by Katie Baxendale. Where did I get Julie oh. Birchall from then? Because I'm sure it's oh, from a book. Oh, did she like write a book or something? She definitely wrote a book. I'm sure it's based off a book. Help me. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to. We'll have to double check. ADHD is a pain. Yeah. Is this okay to watch? <laughs> Stay tuned to find out. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lenora Critchlow. Oh my god, what's she up to these days? She's beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what she's up to. Someone, someone find out. Someone tell us. Yeah, I, I might need to Google her later because well, I, yeah, I need I to think... do my research on Sugar Rush. So that's just yeah. that's what's going to happen. I now. think she's probably one of our generation's biggest lesbian crushes. <laughs> Yeah, I reckon so. She must be because she was in kind of the big stuff. Oh, thank so she was, like, you. Probably one of the first gay, like actually gay things. Yeah, that we probably. There we go. Thank you to Snorbuckle. Sugar Rush book was written by Julie Birchill. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, of. so the book. The book. No, is written by a hateful human, but it looks like the TV show might be an adaptation. Okay, so we might still be able. To so it might it. might be okay. It might be safe. <laughs> Might be worth just what, like rewatching it and deciding for yourself, and watching <laughs> Lenora. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I slightly objectified her then, and I apologise. I'm a terrible human. I'm very out of practice. I, I, I mainly just go out with men who are nice to me. So <laughs> I would like to talk to you, Plex, about LGBT plus community and kind okay. of what you've done during lockdown. Like, has it been better? Has it been worse? Have you found more people? Have you found less people? Well, we discussed before that, like, it's, I've found it difficult to sort of, like, go into those those spaces, I think. Um, what I seem to do was just sort of, like, collect up errant gays and then stick them to my life mm. <laughs> and go, you, you will be my, my, my gay friend. I think, like, generally, um, like, my close friend group that I think about, I think all of us are queer in some way. So it's less less been about community and more about, you know, really engaging with you know my close friends more over lockdown and like the ones that have sort of really you know stuck around and we've really like checked in on each other and cared about each other we've all been part of the lgbt community Mm. um but like finding sort of more official ones is not something that i've really done or sought out at the minute i don't know how i feel about it okay I, I'm all. I think I'm always scared that I'm going to be like rejected from a from a space, which is more, much more of a personal problem. Wow! But it can make it hard to sort of uh, try and engage. Like I always feel like I need to be invited, and I, that's not that's not always going to happen, is it? So sometimes you do have to sort of like go in and be like, "Can can I hang out? Can I hang out with you guys?" But that's yeah. Sometimes a hard thing to do. You know, it's. Uh, I think the problem with them being invited is that people don't always know. Like, I found it with this podcast. Sometimes I have to ask awkward questions. I'm just like, look, this is going to be really personal. and I'm really sorry. And you're welcome to ignore it. You don't have to answer. But are you in the LGBT plus community? Because you look like you might be. Well, not even that. It's like some like someone's given me a name recently of someone who's fairly big, and I'm very, very scared of approaching them because I've never heard whether or not they're in the LGBT plus community, and I feel like they're gonna go, "Who's this fucking upstart DMing me, going, am I gay?" <laughs> it's like, 
But I think like the the narrative is like completely switched around since when we were young and being asked if you might be gay, bit of a compliment. <laughs> like, oh, you think I might be gay? Oh, wonderful. You're not you. wrong. You aren't wrong. If, so, if someone <laughs> approached me and went, are you queer? I'd be like, fuck yeah, hi. Yes. Check out my watch. I'm doing it. <laughs> it's working. Because <laughs> I think that's the saddest thing for me is that I think because I literally only really started realising who I was and settling into who I was before lockdown happened, probably like the year before. Like I'd been to two um, prides that's that's how recent that was and i'd started to try and socialize a bit more like they were lgbt plus meetup groups and stuff that i went on a couple of nights with and they were all lovely and i still felt i felt like such an imposter still being around all these like like literally there was a night that was specifically for queer women specifically for them and i was, it had a great night hanging out with them but also i was like should i be here because whenever you ask me i'm gonna have to tell you i was married to a dude and it's gonna look bad <laughs> Yeah, it it can be it can be really hard. Um, I think before lockdown, I did try and find spaces that I thought might be queer that weren't like specifically. I thought uh, roller derby would be much queerer than it actually was. <gasps> yeah, I did had you that find same that? experience. I was like, everyone here is real straight. Actually, <laughs> I think <laughs> there was less like gay than I thought it would be. Two queer people on the team that I rolled with for a bit. Yeah, so, so few actually. Like it's not it's not a big queer wonderland i don't know how it ends up being like uh advertised like that i think mm. everyone sort of had that, like everyone was gonna be like a big old lesbian but like that's just not big old lesbian fest let's go that was not that was not it that it just wasn't like absolutely like there was like five of us <laughs> I, I also like think tiny, the problem like, is it's for the sporty gays roller derby i'm not sure i'm sporty enough for roller derby yeah, but like there were just less less gays in there than I thought. Because when they whipped they me, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> they whipped me, whipped me towards a wall, and I thought, "Oh my god, I'm gonna, This is how I die. I'm gone." Oh yeah, the first whip, you're just like, "Well, this is how it ends." <laughs> Goodbye. It's Goodbye, the sweet world. I haven't learned how to stop yet, and I've been whipped to the edge. <laughs> I'm going a hundred miles an hour. But I still couldn't stop then either. Like, I still can't stop now. And I couldn't stop. And it was like, just fling me towards the wall. I will be fine. Don't yeah, worry about it. I'll just stop. I will use the wall. The wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, that. I think I had, like, literally, because I was trying to make an effort to meet some more IRL gays before the lockdown. And then it's really weird, I think, because I really felt the loss of that for a bit when obviously everything shut down and you couldn't do any of that stuff anymore and I couldn't deliberately go out and meet other queer people. So I started a podcast. <laughs> I will bring the queers to me. <laughs> <laughs> if Jen can't go to the queers, bring the queers to Jen. <laughs> you could just start like a little Discord group just of people that you brought onto the podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know, that's, that's not a terrible idea. Now. That's not a terrible idea. <laughs> But it's, like, it's, it's been really weird. I think I've embraced more of who I am just from being like on this platform the last year. And I've met more queer people and I've been in people's discords. And like the fact that we've like all kind of come together, pardon the phrasing, that we've all sort of met each other. We've all kind of been drawn to each other. It's just been so nice to have like, you know found an, it's like another community it's an online community yeah. but like some of them i've already met in person some i will continue to meet in person i feel like finding your people mm. it really i think it really unlocks little parts of you that you didn't even know were locked up like yeah. you just had no idea that they were even you know trapped <laughs> until like suddenly you find your people and, and it just comes out and you're like oh I didn't know that that was even there mm. <laughs> i didn't know that was even like something that i needed to sort of release in myself you know um yeah sort of liking it to like finding your people is sort of like you you take a breath that you didn't even know that you were holding and like that's why it's Gosh. so important to sort of find your community yeah that's so poetic plucks oh, that's lovely I've said before i feel like like if, even though there are certain things in my life that make this less okay to be me the fact that i am now accepting it internally it feels like the most 
the biggest weight's just been lifted. Yeah. It's like you're not pretending to be somebody that you're not anymore. And I think that's something quite beautiful. Yeah. I like, you might not have even, you might not have even known you were doing it. No. Nope. You had a mask on the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, whoop. Didn't know this was here, actually. In the bin. <laughs> yeah. Don't need that anymore. Put that in the bin with the gender. Thank you. Yes. Off that goes. <laughs> <laughs> just just st- stamping it down with my caterpillar boots. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's like even in the course of doing this podcast, this is like episode 13, I think it is. Um, don't quote me, but <laughs> ADHD. But it's like even in the course of 13 episodes, it's been the case that A, I've gotten gayer for sure. No, no question. I've just been like, oh my God, isn't being queer amazing? Um, and then Make also the gender more- thing. The gender thing has just been like, do you know what? I'm not 100% comfortable calling myself cis anymore. And that's just from talking to trans and genderqueer and non binary people going, actually, you don't have to accept it all, it turns out. Yeah. And there are, I think there are just a lot more options than I think you thought that they were. You grow up and you just mm. get more options. Mm. I felt like if you had nothing, your first option was just like, I guess I have to be straight because that, that's all you know. That's and then like allowed. slowly you get all of these options. I, was, I felt this the other day when I was watching um, Disney's Owl House. Have you seen this? I have not. It's a cartoon show for children. Should I but... watch it? Yes. Because it's very gay. Is it gay? Is <laughs> it, it is gay? gay? I'm in. <laughs> yes, it is. So, like, one of the um, the the main character, like, she has a crush on another girl in her school. And, like, they have a whole, you know, storyline about trying to ask her out and, like, be girlfriends. And I'm like, that's just happening and it's normal and no one's treating it like it's weird. Like... And it's a kid show. So like kids growing up are growing <sighs> up and seeing that just like, as a normal option. Like it's just not strange. It's not like, oh my God, I'm gay. Oh. It's just it's just happening. And it's lovely. And it makes me cry. And I'm like, this is the exact kind of media that I think I needed mm-hmm. growing up. So I'm watching it now. <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah, it just makes me so happy that like people are just growing up and being like yeah of course i could just ask out the girl that i like of course i can that's not a weird that's you won't even think that's not a weird thing they won't think anything of it yeah it's like, just, they just a thing don't, people do they just don't put those masks on like no one's making mm. them and they just get to be more themselves and i'm like oh, this is so incredible i'm, I'm sure House some is also just good oh like making their kids wear masks some are probably making their kids wear masks but oh yeah <laughs> no one's right to Ofcom yeah, going, get this filth off my television. Metaphorical kind, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant in terms of the gay stuff. I didn't mean in oh, terms of COVID. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if people are that angry about it. Are they even watching it? Some are around. Maybe it's all on Twitter. Some people definitely are, but... I, I said before, that's, that's the thing that I find, maybe this is internal entirely, but like, it makes me feel really awkward about being open with my nephews, for example, because it's like, oh, well, they're kids, they don't need to know, don't need to know. No, but they, they, they need to know more than any, they probably do know, though, they probably know better, because they're watching stuff like Owl House, yeah. and it's fine. It is fine. And if you can teach them that it's fine before they realise that it's not, <laughs> that's even better. <laughs> I just don't want to be accused of like shoving it down kids' throats. You're just being your own person. You're like you're not you're not having like deep in depth conversations with your nephew like about your love life because that would just be inappropriate. <laughs> you can just not hide it. Here's the imposter syndrome thing again, though. I think because I think if I had a girlfriend, I would be like, "Hello, this is my girlfriend." But because there isn't one, it's like you're an unvalidated gay. But you're not. I am. I hope you know that you're not. <laughs> I'm working it's, on it. It's all good. And mm. there's so, so many more ways to be than what people tell you. And that's fine. Yeah. I hope, I hope the kids know. Because, man, I've said before, my sister's very, very open. Like, even when we were kids, she was great about, she had gay friends and all this kind of stuff and would defend them to the hilt when my parents were being slightly problematic so it's like i know that she wouldn't give a shit because she now and again she checks in she's like she's, she's like how's the gay thing going? <laughs> any progress any, any on, on the gays any, any progress <laughs> on the gays 
updates? Any updates? Any updates? You have your gay newsletter. I've got a gay newsletter that I, I print off my sister once every month. <laughs> do you have a zine? That's what the queers do. We had zines. Mm, we we do make a lot of magazines, don't we? Definitely. You look at you look at queer history. <laughs> We're big on oh, a yeah, newsletter. It's just, it's just zines all the way down. <laughs> That's how you knew. That's how you came out back then. I've got a zine. Uh, oh. Oh, I understandable. I, Got it. I, I, I understand. Pick up what you're putting down. <laughs> oh, you've gone all fuzzy briefly. Oh, Come strange. back to us, Blacker Bee. <gasps> gone. I'm back. There we go. There we are. See, Nick, it's, it's all flawless. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, all fine. it's all fine. I forgot what we were talking about. Um, well, could you tell me, please, who your slay of the day is? Yes, I did. I did remember to think of one. She's done and it her is research. Janelle Monet. Oh my Janelle god. Monet. Janelle Monet. Like when she came out, you know, like just like tap dancing in the suit or whatever she was doing. Like her last album is so gay. It's so gay. So gay. <laughs> yes. yes, Janelle. Oh my god. Oh my god. I think she's definitely like of the the pan the pansexual arena. The pan well. queen <laughs> yeah and i'm just yeah just every everything about it just, it makes me want to wear suits <laughs> do, you know, do you know what i mean it's like if i could be janelle when i wearing a suit like i think that's that's what i would want so when i first started coming out in my former job one of my friends in work said you need to see this and sent me a link to pink and I literally, I had headphones well, on. I just you, sat there, raptured by it, going, oh my God, this is the most beautiful woman I've seen in my life and I don't know what to do with it. What do I do? This song is yeah. a bop and I love her. What do I do? <laughs> it's just like, oh, look at all these vagina outfits all over the place. <laughs> Turns out I'm I really into this now. <laughs> the subtext. Oh, I just read like Malachi said, Tessa Thompson as well. Like I did, I was, it was actually a toss up between her and Tessa Thompson. I think that like I that just, you, you can count them as a double, surely. Yeah, are they together? They, Maybe. they definitely were know. at In some point. I, I don't it. know if they still are. I hope they are because they're so perfect. But yeah, that is that is my my queer icon. That's my slay of the day. An, do you go know listen perf- to perfect choice. Go listen to Dirty Computer. Yeah, it's, it's very very rude and very it's very gay. much better than OK Computer. <laughs> <laughs> I did almost say OK Computer, and I was like, that's not right. Well, that's here's the right. thing. You were gonna say album, and I was thinking, okay, computer. No, it's not. That's not Janelle. <laughs> Somebody else. Yeah, guy, guy. That's right, <laughs> So we've come to the end of our time, Blackaby. I'm afraid. Oh, I've had such an excellent time. Thank it's you so much great. for having me on. I feel like we've really like thrashed through some stuff. Yeah, we've really smashed the patriarchy with our old kickers from high school. With our caterpillar boots. I tell you what, if I ever come into money again. Caterpillar boots is yeah, man. Where is that? <laughs> it's the uniform. So, could you tell me, Blackaby, where we can find you? Yes. So, I have arty stuff on my Instagram, which is just at Pluckaby. Um, I have a TikTok also, which is at Pluckaby. I haven't put much up on it recently, but I'm sure I'll get back to it. Um, and also, I stream with Snorbuckle sometimes. I'm going to get back to doing that so you can see me on his stream also. Yay. And is there anything else you would like to promote before you go? Uh, be gay, do crimes. Be gay, do crimes. I fully support this message. Blacker B, thank you for joining me. You are an absolute thank gem so much, and gem. a delight. And I love you. I love you, you dear. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. So that was the wonderful Plucker B. Um, they are somebody who I cannot tell you how nice they've been and supportive about things um i mentioned in the podcast but pluckaby was the first person to float the idea of a non-gendered woman to me and something about it really really stuck with me the section where they talk about taking a breath when you find your people was i think all of us including everybody in chat were just kind of taken aback by it and 
Some of the comments I had about it afterwards was about just how insightful Plackaby had been for us all. And I'm, I'm super, I'm super, super grateful that I had that time to talk to them. If you want to catch up with Plackaby, um, please do, because they're so wonderful as a human being. They are Plackaby on both Instagram and TikTok. And as they say, sometimes they shop on their partner's stream, uh, which is twitch.tv slash norbuckle. Next week's guest will be the incredible Twitch partner, Trista Bites. Um, what a fun little conversation we had. Uh, we'll get into it next week. But TLDR, I've started obsessing over Deep Space Nine now. So that's a thing. If you want to catch these live, they're over on twitch.tv slash Master. All the socials, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. You can get them all on genegademaster.com anyway. See you next week. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.